This is I Want to Praise You, featuring comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host Halloran Hill, and Dr. Milton Brown. Here we go. Praise is what I do, and this is I Want to Praise You. Hey, everybody, it's your boy Fred Hammond, and you're listening to I Want to Praise You with Darren Floyd. From the rising of the sun until it goes away. Again, we love to say we love you. You brought us safe this far. We really gotta say thank you for bringing us on the roof. I may not have everything I wanna have, and I may not be everything I wanna be.
firms with a lot of us as professionals um, have known for, for a while now. Uh, and that's that in the African-American community, we have an issue. We don't talk about mental health awareness until something devastating happens, you know? And I think we have to normalize it and allow people of color to be able to express their feelings and let them know that it's okay to not be okay and for them to get the help that they need. So uh, the conversation needs to start now. Remember to gather me That I may grow in peace Remember to keep me lifted That I may grow in spirit Keep my name on your lips And you pray remember this That I need you me fellas can you help me Pray for me. Continue to pray for me. Cause I might be going through that I might go in peace. And I might not know what to do. Continue to keep me living for the effectual fervent prayer. That I might go in peace. Keep my face on your mind. The next time you go. to praise you we are set and ready for another edition i got my boys with me comedian jeff giant talk show host halloran hill dr milton brown and yours truly darren florence and we are still in the middle of mental health awareness month i went on tiktok and social media and just typed in mental health awareness and i came up with interesting conversations for example, TV Judge Lynn explains how unmanaged emotions will have you behind bars with the quickness. That's one thing. Another lady says it's, it's not a betrayal with your relationship with God to go to therapy. Another young lady talks about eight good qualities with people with bipolar depression. Another lady talks about how anxiety shows up in black women through irritability kind of hard to tell why you have an anxiety and to all my brothers anger is never the real issue that's just how we express anxiety depression and most of our emotions some people think that depression is a luxury the reality of being bipolar can be challenging to the person and their family 
And we have someone that has bipolar depression that's going to explain. Then Taraji P. Henson talks about her bouts with depression and anxiety. In general, black people deal with mental health issues different than most people. And it's time for us to deal with them the way we do. Now, this week, Fred Hammonds and Jay Moss. The first hour, Fred. The last hour, Jay. Music for your emotions. If you heard a groove like this, come on, you be out on the dance floor. On this edition of I Want to Praise You, my name's Darren Ford. We just changed hard to say. That's a real nice thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a real nice thing. One of my favorite songs in the world. Say, great.
Jesus. scenarios <laughs> which would heighten my anxiety and you know 
people were like, you just need to meditate and yoga and things like that. And I would do that, but my brain would still race. For me, there was no shame when I started to recognize it. Um, it was like that I have to get some help because I'm the, I'm the life of the party. And when I go dark, I go dark. I don't want to leave the house. And my friends started to notice me pulling back my father, who also had his issues with mental health, was really open about it. Um, about his manic depression.
We all the way black, man. It's a, it's still mental health awareness month, black. And so we, we, we trudging through this because it's a hard thing to deal with. Um, we're talking to people all on TikTok and Instagram and just getting their ideas and concepts from the medical field to the mental health field and just regular people. Yeah, so, yeah. Everyday walk around folk, man. That's right. You now, know? what's your challenge today? Let me tell you something. When you was talking about that, bro, I tell you one thing about mental health. Uh, if, if you, if you black, and you call the police and say my son upstairs naked tearing stuff up, if the police get to your house, you ain't gonna have no more son because they don't have five minutes before they let that thing go. I mean, man, do not. I mean, they know the man. Hey, I've been several occasions. They said, uh, little Johnny upstairs. And you know he just tears stuff up, but he he you know he have uh, 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 problems. You know he let the police come to your house. They'll straighten that out real quick. Yeah, man. So it's it's a shame that some people could get away with it, and some folks, you know, you call the police, and they supposed to be trained for that. And, and they take them right out. You're right, and I think that that's a a real serious point that you brought out, Play. I mean, it I know, is, I know we're usually joking, but. So many black people in particular yeah. have have died as a result of not the right people that's qualified to come out and deal with these situations. For example, we were talking last week about the yeah. guy here in Atlanta that went to, you know, he went to the hospital with his mom and he wanted some uh, Ativan to, right. help, to help calm him down. He knew he was in trouble. The man was a former Navy officer so right. he he had sense enough to know that he was in a situation they didn't give him what he wanted and he shot the place up he couldn't hold it he Got couldn't it contain himself and so sometimes with a weapon is always a bad let me tell you let me tell you one more thing man so i go to the store you know i had a uh, i had a, my head had sinus man real bias sinus headache mm-hmm. i go ask for some suicide benadryl all that Man, it's behind the counter. You got the sign locked in. Up. You got locked up. You got the sign. They gonna give it to you, but they gonna ask you all this information. But you can go buy yourself a gun, and you don't feel all you gotta do is give them some paper at Walmart. And that's green. And anywhere, man, <laughs> you it, it, you got to register and everything to get just some medicine for your headache, your fed, all that type. But for a gun. And you, no paperwork, nothing. That's crazy. So you know. How that work? Tell me how that happened. I'm going to tell you, the meth labs is how that happened. You know, out in the rural areas in the country and stuff yeah. where they're making methamphetamines. You, you that's what they make it out. Now. I'm just saying that's what they make that out of. So they oh, have exactly. to monitor. They have to monitor who gets so much. Because when you go to buy 100 boxes of, of methamphetamine, you know, whatever that is that they buy, that's a but red they, flag. But they did something to make sure. But we don't do anything with these guns and the registering. And you're you, right. You know, that's my point I'm making. Yeah. How can you go behind? You can't get no medicine like that behind the counter without registering. And they have you on record and your signature. But you could go get a gun just with paper and credit. That's cut. right. 
the NRA. The NRA is responsible for that. The National Rifle Association or whatever they're standing yeah. for. Yeah. They keep these laws. The Republicans have a lot to do with this. So, like, you know, and I'm having a mental health challenge just talking to you about it. Plus, know, the you Lakers, the Lakers is not Lakering. <laughs> man, I'm having anxiety. Play, I need, you know what? Hey, man, yeah. if the Lakers don't tighten up over the weekend, I'm telling you, I'm going to tear something up. I'm, 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 I can feel it coming. Play, help me. I, I need I need some help. Can you help me, please? Yeah, I'm gonna start watching games on Friday night. That's okay, that'll help. That's let's start. If you do that, yeah, I I, I can concentrate better. Okay, so now starting next week. The playoffs gonna I'm about to get out the phone. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh my God! Get off my phone. Next week.
Extraordinary love to love me. My wife might love my faults. God looks beyond my faults. I see every last need. Man, when I feel my worst, God lets me know that He loves me unconditionally. It's not an ordinary love. You can keep that love that changes. You love me on Tuesday, but then you're tripping on Wednesday. You find another friend to love on Thursday. And when that friend don't want to have nothing to do with you, you come back to me on Friday. Don't lie to us. If anyone on your healthcare team is asking you a question, it's just because we want to keep you safe. Unless you're a BIPOC person, particularly a black person. Due to systemic racism in the medical system, we unfortunately don't get the luxury of being completely honest with our medical team. 
We have been mistreated, harmed, had our children taken away, been reported to the police, all for being honest and open with our medical team. So until we can erase systemic racism within the medical field and the systems that uphold it, you cannot blame patients for being guarded.
from Fred Hammers. And if you grew up like I did, that's a classic. That's automatic. That's a layer. <laughs> for me, music is my therapy. And usually the music that you hear me playing on this show is helping me get through something that happened to me during the week, relationships, family, friends, all kind of issues. Nobody's safe. Our emotions are what they are. And we have to deal with them head on and not run from them. We got more next hour. Halloran Hill, Milton Brown, and we're going to get started with Jay Moss. One thing about it and two things for sure, the music is going in on this edition. If I want to praise you, my name is Darren Florence.
what it's like to have a bipolar disorder. Um, usually I like try to pretend I don't have it sometimes, but mm, let me talk about like the first signs of it. I'm pretty sure I've been had this bitch since probably middle school because I would have my stages where, you know, I'm not eating, crying every day, you know, about to kill myself, hee <laughs> hee, whatever. And then other days I'd be like, okay, I'm literally the best thing walking, who are all of you, so. And even though it's not a big sign, it's, it was just really like, like confusing and weird, especially for a 12 year old. My disorder did not start getting really bad until this year. And that's when I started to reach out for help because I was starting to like fear for my life, um, which is crazy because you know, when you're depressed, you don't care about your life. The whole point is to not have it to begin with. But I was really, really scared because I was ruining my friendships. Um, I was, you know, I felt like I was not me. I felt like I was sharing a body with another person. I don't know how to describe it, but if you get it, you get it. So um, this year was when I started experiencing like intense euphoria um, and it would like switch constantly in and out with like depressive phases. So I'd go like days without eating, days without um, just crying, just being really suicidal. And then other days it's like, I'm literally losing my mind. Like my pupils are dilated. I'm smiling, grinning, like, you know, shit is great, shit is not great. But I was smiling like, you know, I could conquer the world. I could take over anything, um, starting multiple projects, not completing, not not even one of them. Um, just doing really like weird hyperfixations, like like and not even in a cute way. I was doing like really weird stuff. Like I came and like bring it up on here. Like that's how weird it was. I mean, you know, it's like a pretty scary disorder to have. So whenever people like throw the word around, like, oh my God, like I'm so bipolar. Like, no, you don't want to be though. So like, let's keep it cute, you know? Like bipolar is just not like, it's not like happy, sad, happy, sad. Like, I feel like people take it lightly. You know how most people do when they throw around, you know, mental illness terms and just throw it around using it. However, when it's really not like that, you don't know the reality of that word. You'll never experience it. Lucky you, you know? And it's really crazy because sometimes whenever, like back then when I used to get like really, really, really down, um, I started to like realize, you know, if I were to ever, trigger warning, take my own life or whatever, I wouldn't even be in the right mental headspace. I'd regret it. Like the normal me that's, you know, that's okay in this moment would regret it. But in that moment, when my head is like filled with other thoughts, it feels like I can do it. It's so weird. Come on, say
some days it seems like it'd be easier to just let go. I know you're praying for a change, to see a sunny day. Nothing good has come your way for so long. You need someone to understand, this place your heart is in. You just want to dream again and believe. Yeah. So much to live for. Remember what you prayed for. Yes. Don't give up. So no matter what you're going through right now.
endure because Downtown ATL, and yes, Atlanta has mental health issues, and we're talking about it live from the entertainment capital. Never let go, never give up. The key that I found that's universal with mental health issues that it's up to us at the end of the day. We have control of our thoughts, but you are not your thoughts. You have control of your mind. And it's our responsibility to all make it make sense. Through prayer, music, meditation, education, healthy foods, all those things help to make a healthy mind. We're trudging through it. This is I Want to Praise You. And my name is Darren.
I think depression is a luxury. Remember how I posted a video the other day stating that black women experience depressive symptoms differently? This is exactly why. And it's not exclusive to black women, though we do see it very prevalent in that population. Black people in general tend to have different depressive symptoms. We tend to see a lot more anger, a lot more irritability, a lot more aggression. And that is because they don't have the luxury of breaking down. They don't have the luxury of not getting up and going to work. They don't have the luxury of staying in bed all day. There are a lot of symptoms that come from necessity, okay? The depression needs a way to come out. And because you're not expressing it in tears or whatever the case may be, it's going to find a way to manifest. And we need to be aware of these signs so we can address them. Because no, you may not have the luxury of falling apart, but that doesn't mean you will not experience depression. What's up, good people? It's your man, Jay Moss from Pajam. You're listening to I Want to Praise You. You got to keep it locked right here with my man, Darren Florence. I praise him in the Listen, has anybody ever felt like the only reason you still here is by the grace of God? Come on. Here thinking about times I thought I wasn't gonna make it Times I should've been Times I should've been dead and gone But God's all different But I'm still here But I'm still here, I'm here. Yeah. All because of his goodness I'm a living witness I'm a living witness yeah. Miracles still fall from the bed Cause he moves He moves When we don't expect him to And he knows The doors that we face He speaks He speaks Right before we stop Hallelujah, 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 hallel
pretty simple but who said simple is easy this is Halloran Hilton Hill with another reason to praise you do realize that as the world and as our lives get more complex our faith needs to be simpler but we have this curious way of making things complicated and Christ has this curious way of making things simple Two passages, Matthew 22, verse 34, but when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The Torah has 613 commandments, very complex. But here's another passage in Luke 10. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've answered correctly. Do this and you'll live. And then Jesus goes on to do the parable of the Good Samaritan because the lawyer comes back and says, well, who is my neighbor? We are always seeking to complicate what God is trying to simplify. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We need to simplify our faith. God has called us to do two things. One, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your passion and intelligence and muscle and heart, to give him everything, to be singular in your faith, joyfully singular, to say, God, I trust you, I love you, and I'm all out, and I'm all in, in my relationship with you as you have been with me. 
And then when the relationship turns horizontal to the people around us, to love them as God loves them and to love myself in the process. Let me ask you a question. Are you anywhere close to all on the God side or on the people side? Say, well, Halloran, how do I get to all? I know that I'm not always there. I'm not always there where I'm like, I love you, God, with all of of my heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And definitely with people, I'm not always there. But here's the beautiful thing. One writer said, his biddings are enablings. So if he calls or commands us to do something, it means first it's possible and that he makes himself available and responsible for that possibility coming to life in our lives. As the world and as our lives get more complex, our faith needs to be simpler. And if you're looking at the world around you, if you're looking at your own life, and you're wondering what to do, simplify. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. And love your neighbor as you do yourself. Simplify. And that's another reason to pray. Didn't erase my future 
Hallelujah. Because of my past. Thank you. I'm glad you loved me through my good and my bad. Somebody help me. You keep on loving me. You keep on loving me. You keep right on loving me. Through the good and the bad, you never stop loving me. What you are to me, no man could ever be. You see, through every mistake, through every stumble, you prove to your children you'll always be. You could have been finished You could have been gone But you put up with me Keep on teaching me Keep on loving me All my good and my bad. I'm glad you love me through my good and bad. It is not a betrayal to your relationship with God to go to therapy. It is not a betrayal to your relationship with God to take care of your mind and your heart and your soul. Sometimes I'm cold. Sometimes I'm Other times I'm not. Listen. Sometimes I feel like giving up, yeah. Sometimes my faith feels used up. And every time I get in a bind, I know you're there. I send up this real simple prayer. Mistakes and have a price to pay. 
never seen a perfect man Just people saved by grace You never make everybody happy God in heaven has the last Bruises and blemishes everywhere Just remember this through the prayers And rebuild me Rebuild me Said rebuild me Don't forget about me Just rebuild me For the broken rebuild me For the damaged rebuild me For the broken For the hurt, rebuild me. Everybody say rebuild me. From your heart, say rebuild me. From your soul, rebuild me. I know it hurts, but say rebuild me. Listen, listen. It's not over, say Yeah. 
Have never conjured up 
man tries to tear it up But I know what it is I know what it is It's the anointing It's the anointing Books try to explain Movies try to portray Novelties dress it up Documentaries mess it up But I know what it is I know what it is It's the anointing The anointing In a world where doubting faith is running at an all-time high, Lord, equip me with more, more of your power from can be moved and demons removed blinded eyes opened up and diseases can be cleared does anybody know what it is that anointing lots around
I have so many friends that are no longer here. Why he took them away and left me here, I'm not clear. Oh, I guess I have more to do, and he has more assignments for me to complete. I still can't believe that you want to use me. I often fall down And I'm so imperfect But you still love me When I feel I'm not worth it Oh, it could have been me Dead and gone But you never left me All alone And I'll never be able to repay you For all you've done disloyalty, too much breaking of promises, to ever show that to someone else that enters into our lives. When we make friends, it's, baby, we locked in, okay? Number two, empathy. We are able to pick up on people's emotions and feelings and we are able to bring them comfort. Because we've been through so much pain ourselves and we have experienced things that other people wouldn't have thought imaginable, we are able to really sit in people's suffering with them and be there for them. Number three, resilience. We bounce back like rubber bands, baby, okay? We have been through hell and back, hell and high water, trauma after trauma after trauma, domino effect, but baby, we still here standing. We have a strength that not a lot of other people have, and you should be proud of that, boo. Number four, courage. This relates back to us having been through so many traumatic experiences, and also the fact that we are very bold with what we say. We do not like to beat around the bush. We do not like lies. We are very honest. There are some people that can't handle that, but we are the type of people that we say what we need when it needs to be said. Elation, number five. This has to do with the highs and lows that we deal with. The lows obviously being depression, which can be very dark, very scary, very lonely. And then the highs we feel, we are able to experience joy in those little moments that a lot of people take for granted. Number six, creativity. We are probably some of the most creative people on this earth. It could be painting, writing, crochet, cooking, architecture, singing, being a content creator, baby, anything that has to do with creativity in whatever form, we, we flourish in it. Number seven, resourcefulness. Now, this comes with the fact that we probably had a very heightened sense of like activity when we were younger. We probably had to 
be able to put two and two together like real quick, lady split. We're able to come up with problems. We're very logical thinkers. So the fact that we're able to solve problems in a very innate way that we're able to like really break down our thoughts and emotions shows that we are actually very resourceful and we know how to get things done when we need to get them done. And number eight, intuition. This connects with empathy, but intuition being like you're able to read the room, but instead of an actual room, it's people's thoughts. Like you could be sitting next to your friend, something crazy happened, and you will literally say the thought that they were thinking before they even said it. There's a praise on the inside that I can't keep to myself. A holler stirring up from the depths of my soul. So excuse me if I seem a little giddy or maybe even strange. But praise is the way I say things. I just get so bubbly on the inside I just want to holler it out Come on There's a praise on the inside That I can't keep to myself A holler, holler Serving up uh, From the depths of my soul So excuse me if I seem a little Giddy or maybe even strange Hallelujah
another edition of I Want to Praise You, Fred Hammonds, Jay Moss, simply amazing. The music is comforting, soothing, and healing, for me at least. And when you are on edge and going through a rough spot from a mental health standpoint, you have to find your sweet spot. For me, music is my sweet spot. Riding my bike, playing basketball, anything competitive. This week, I want you to find your sweet spot and let's work on it together. Now, for comedian Jeff Giant, talk show host, Halloran Hill and Dr. Milton Brown and yours truly, Darren Florence. You're not alone. If you're struggling and you have to have help, tell somebody, anybody, as many people as possible, i tell you what you can do. I'll talk to you. Hit me up on my social media, God's Voice 7 on TikTok, and let's talk about it, okay? Have a wonderful weekend and love on yourself. And you know how I do each and every week around this time. I
Really? Can I get to the end? Sweet end. Show me the way. Cause I got bills to pay. Most of all, thank you for family. <laughs> and I got my family here, y'all. By the way, this is Jay Moss, Clark Sisters, and Kiara. Yeah. Big ups to my big brother, D. Lawrence. Y'all know how we get out. Yeah. Thank you. You are my sunshine. Come on, ladies, real sweet, real sweet. Get it right all the time. I know that I'm not right sometimes. But when I need it, y'all, y'all are there. Oh, I need you so, so. You're something special. You proved it over and over again. You proved it all the time. And I know that you're not. Know that you
emotion for all men that we've mastered expressing is anger. The anger is never really the real issue. However, when we really dig deep to what's really going on underneath that anger and express that, that's when we can really communicate with the women in our lives. If we're always dogmatic, if someone's swinging at me, I'm putting my hands up. If you're swinging, you're, you're in a dogmatic mode, your wife or the woman in your life, she's going to do this. But as soon as you say, babe, you know, that really hurts that every time I make a decision or give an idea to something, you always counter it like almost like my mom, like you're scared I'm going to make a mistake that's going to destroy this home. When you convey it that way and say it really hurts me as a man, I'm trying to do my best. I didn't have this example, but I'm just trying to set a standard for our home. My wife started doing this and then eventually she just dropped her guard and opened her heart for me. And I had to do the same thing because our women also have to unlearn society's definition of a man as well. So just like we ask for grace for, from them, we got to give them grace as well to unlearn what they've been deceived to believe a man is. Absolutely. Damn, a lot of knowledge. With black women, anxiety typically shows up as irritability or shut. My name is Dr. Shonda. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and I approve this message. And this is true even for depression. Black women are less likely to exhibit those stereotypical symptoms of depression, such as a depressed mood, and more likely to become irritable and self-critical, which ultimately makes it more likely for clinicians to overlook symptoms, which actually makes it more difficult for black women to be diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And this ultimately impacts the treatment that they receive, which is why we need more culturally sensitive clinicians.
Hallelujah. See, I was supposed to be a mess. I was supposed to be a wreck. I was supposed to be messed up. God didn't look at what I could give him. He looked at everything that he could give me. Hallelujah. 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 You know what? I've been looking for somebody. <laughs> Not just anybody. But a special somebody. Come on. <laughs> huh? Who can get a prayer through? Can, can, can anybody out there pray for me without even knowing what I need? Can anybody out there pray for me? The prayers of the righteous. Can anybody out there pray for me without even knowing a whole lot about me? Can anybody pray where the prayer don't cease? The prayers of the righteous.
this morning and I told myself I'm not gonna worry about what I cannot help People dying innocently, hate is spreading rapidly I'm not talking apathy, but some things God's gotta work Whoa, he's gotta, yeah, he's gotta Whoa, he's gotta, yeah, check it out
Can't you see the signs of the times? Don't you know that the time is short? You be 